Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Welcome, friend. We're here with another episode of Let Go Lean In podcast, and today we're going to talk about Enneagram 5 as a leader. But first, we have to know what the Enneagram 5 is like, and maybe this is the first episode that you've been listening to around the Enneagram, and I would recommend you going back to listen to 1, 2, 3, and 4 in those episodes where we talk about the Enneagram and leadership in each of those Enneatypes and what the Enneagram is as far as a typology that helps us with growth and development. And as transformational leaders, we are all about growing and learning. So let's get started with the Enneagram 5. There are three different common titles for Enneatype 5. The most common one is the observer. This gives you an idea of how they might be have a little bit. There's also the investigator and the scholar. So if you stop and think about that a little bit, that says a lot about the Enneagram 5. They are all about knowledge, information, data, and most of all, understanding. In fact, that is their motive. They have to understand. The worst thing that can happen to an Enneagram 5 is to put them in a situation where they don't know what's expected of them, they don't know what the rules of engagement are, and they don't have the information that they need to be optimally responding and engaged. That is stressful for a 5. What helps them is time to process. They are happy to have questions in advance to reflect on, to research if needed, and to be able to give a thoughtful response. They are not the ones that are going to insert themselves in any conversation. In fact, an Enneagram 5 is going to hang back listen to all the discussion, and they likely have some great things to contribute, but they will not jump in. In fact, you often need to invite them to share what they know. And once you do, you're going to be able to learn a lot about whatever the subject is, if they have knowledge about it. Because when they do, they have a lot of knowledge about a subject. 
it's amazing how they are like an encyclopedia and you wonder when did you have time to do all this in fact my husband and one of our sons are both Enneagram fives and one time I asked my son about baseball statistics how how did you know all this he said I read mom and I thought, when do you have time to read? You're in school. You're doing all these other things. But that is their passion, knowledge and understanding. So let's talk a little bit about Enneagram 5 within the model of the Enneagram. Where do they sit? Well, the 5 is in the head triad. So they are thinking focused and they are also then in the fear There's anger for the body triad and emotion for the heart triad. So the five is right there at the beginning of the head triad, five, six, seven. The five has two wings like all numbers do. They have the four and the six. And they look different depending on which wing they are going to rely on. Remembering that the four is the intense creative. So a five with a four wing really is going to tap into two things, emotion and creativity, that typically a five left to their own devices without relying on wing influence are not going to have emotion and creativity. They are definitely focused on knowledge and understanding, but unless they shift and lean on their forewing, their access to emotion is almost non-existent. In fact, if you ask a five, how are you feeling? They usually don't know. Feeling? Hmm, I haven't thought about that. Those would be some of the words that they would use. Now, five also has the six wing, which means they're double into the head triad there. And a six is that loyal, we haven't unpacked a six yet, but they're the loyal skeptic. And so a five who has need for understanding and knowledge, who leans on their six wing, who is loyal to a fault, but also very skeptical puts that thinking individual into the thinking through all the possible things that could go wrong and what they need to do to prevent things from going wrong. So that's a double whammy of fear and overthinking. So a five who leans on their six wing is definitely going to be one who is paying attention to where the exits are in any given room, who is in their group that they're responsible for, and how they would solve the problem of getting out if there was a fire or another kind of emergency. So a five is all about that awareness of what needs to be done, and they will learn what it takes to make things happen. Both of those wings are 
very different. The the four, as I mentioned, the creative side, that gives the the higher expression for a five gives them, as I mentioned, the connection to their feelings, but they're also able to be using both sides of their brain, the left and the right sides of the of the brain, the way it's structured with language and creativity. And so that is really helpful when you think about problem solving, because when you're presented with an issue that needs to be resolved, you need to tap into some creativity to be able to find resolution. Once you have the information and the knowledge and the data, then a five can access their four wing and look for creative solutions. So that's absolutely a beautiful thing for the five when they're in leadership. Five with the six wing, as I mentioned, they have the the ability to go through the worst case scenario and analyze those kinds of things. But that's kind of the lower expression, if you will, of a six wing. The higher expression is going to give them the ability, those fives, the ability to commit to a relationship. Most of the times, fives don't need people. They are great in their own mind, in their own world, and they don't need to have other people involved. In fact, sometimes that distracts from their inner world. But with a six wing in the higher expression, they're able to tap into courage and loyalty, and even access a bit of assertiveness by saying, this is what I see is missing in this situation. These are the things that need to be done. So it's helpful for all of the Enneagram numbers to learn to access the wing influence. But it's not just the wings that we have access to. A five has two lines one in security and one in stress. And interestingly enough, the five goes to two numbers that are also adjacent to one another, which is not typically the pattern on the Enneagram. So a five under stress goes to seven. Now, we haven't talked about the seven yet very much, except that I've shared that I'm a seven. And what I will tell you, when a five goes to seven, they become very sporadic. They are not grounded. They don't take the time to go deep into the knowledge and understanding of a situation. In fact, they they begin to start things and not finish them. They they flit from one thing to another without accomplishing something when they're under stress. They will start a project and get very excited about it and then move to another project. So flitting, like I said, from one thing to another. That's when a five is under stress. When they're in security, they go to an eight, which is the active controller. The eight gives them the ability to assert themselves because a five tends to hang back. 
that comes into play because of their the two kinds of stances that we find common in the in the enneagram the triad the harmonic triad where in conflict the 5 goes to competency which means they are going to say what they know and in a in a conflict situation they rely on the knowledge that they already have but in a social situation in the hornavian triad they are in the withdrawn triad which means that they hang back in fact they can disappear while being in the same room they go into their head and they're perfectly content to sit there looking like they're listening to a conversation and not be mentally and emotionally present at all. But physically they're there, and it looks like they're paying attention, but they go away, and they're perfectly happy in, in that withdrawn place. Now when we think about how that might look as a leader, a healthy five is going to rely on their access to any eight and be able to say, these are my ideas. This is what I see needs to be done. Here are the people that I know are going to be able to execute on the solutions to these problems. Ready, go. An unhealthy five, when presented with a problem, is going to want to do it themselves to not involve other people, to not involve a team, seeing what needs to be done, they already know the information that's necessary or they know where to find it out and it's much easier for them to just do it themselves. That's the unhealthy version of a five. So between the two, there is room for growth, obviously. And as transformational leaders, we want to be about personal and professional growth and development. So for a five, the challenge is to recognize that their knowledge matters to others, not just themselves. And they are needed to be a part of an effective team. When presented with a problem that needs to be solved, a healthy five is going to invite others into the process and give them tasks that fit with the data that they have regarding that situation. Fives are very good at saying what they mean and not saying unnecessary things. Specific, to the point, truthful. Now, if they don't agree with you, they can be absolutely silent. Don't mistake that for agreeing. If they are silent, they probably are applying the thumper rule, as we call in our family. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that is what a five will do. If they get quiet, it's likely that they don't agree but they don't want to make any waves. They keep that to themselves. Fives have so much to share 
because they usually do a deep dive into something that they're learning. So as a leader of an organization or a team within the organization, they have been privately, quietly studying whatever the product is, whatever the goals are, whatever the team relationships are. A five is aware and has that knowledge. But they're not always going to be the ones to say, let me tell you this. But if you want to know, invite them in. A five has so much value and yet they are often so reserved that they get easily overlooked. So if you know a five, get to know them by inviting them into the conversation, whatever the topic is. If you can, give them a heads up that you are going to have a few people over to a dinner party and we'd like to be able to talk about three different big ideas and tell them what those big ideas are. And they will come prepared to have good input to share. And you'll be able to learn a lot from inviting your five friends in. I hope that this has been helpful for you and know that there is so much more information than these little bullet points that I've shared about an Enneagram 5. They as leaders are ones that will encourage with specific feedback when it's appropriate according to their perspective. But if you ask them, they'll tell you but they, again, are not going to be the ones to insert themselves in the situation. So pay attention to the people that you know that are fives. Invite them into the conversation. Give them space to be prepared to talk. They don't like to be put on the spot. And make sure that they have time to be renewed because that's something else about a five that's unique. They're the only ones on the Enneagram who have a fixed amount of energy each day. It's like a battery that only charges 75%, even though the rest of us can charge up to 110% on certain occasions, they will only be able to charge 75%. So they're already limited on the amount of energy and attention that they can give to interactions with people. They're fine when they're by themselves, but given the interactions with a team at work, and then maybe if they have family members at home and, and other people are asking them for help on something, every one of those interactions takes away from the amount of energy that they have each day. And there's no getting it back. And you'll find that Enneagram Fives can be very uh, careful when they say yes to something because they're calculating, will I have enough energy for that? So don't be surprised if you do invite them and they say, oh, thanks, no. And, you know, it can feel like, oh, they don't like me. Nope, they're just guarding their energy. So again, reach out to those fives, 
Give them space to be involved and give them space to be alone. Thanks for being here. Look forward to talking with you about Enneagram 6 coming up soon. Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I'd like to invite you to go to letgoleaninpodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter there. Where it says learn more, you can sign up to get a monthly newsletter that I share just the information from each of the episodes that you might not have had the opportunity to go back and check out the show notes. There'll be the highlights, the links, and other pieces of information that are pertinent to the podcast, as well as go over to Instagram and follow Let Go Lean In podcast over there, because I am starting to use that more frequently as a way to help you as a leader get to see some encouraging graphics and have a few posts each week to encourage you in your leadership. So again, Thank you for going over to uh, Apple Podcasts and liking and subscribing and reviewing this podcast, as well as signing up for the once a month at the end of the month resource recap newsletter for Let Go Lean In Podcast. See you next time.